Hello, welcome back to another Perpetual Outsider podcast. My name is John Bensalia. Thank you for listening in. Uh, today, we are going back to the Generation Game, an edition from 1975. And if you think it's going to be Brucey, well, think again. Let's go. <clears throat> God, these titles aren't very good, are they? <laughs> it's just... It's just a close-up, um, it's just an inbox of uh, slow-down Brucey laughing while all these uh, clips go on in the uh, the main screen. Very strange intro, but uh, there you go. Yeah, this was first broadcast on the 29th of November 1975, uh, immediately after the Android Invasion of Doctor Who Part 2. And, oh, who's this? This is not Brucey. No, that is not Brucey. No, it's... Roy Castle, who looks like he's just tripped over his own feet there, or about to trip over his own feet. Poor old Bruce, he's not well. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, I'm not sure what was uh, what was actually wrong with Brucey, but uh, but the Bru- uh, everybody's saying ah. Yeah, so uh, he's he's wishing him better. And he's gonna. He's saying that he's gonna have a crack at it for him. It's, um he looks very, very nervous. <laughs> I mean, you would be. I mean, I. I think back in those days, they uh, they re- they recorded it literally a couple of days before transmission. So I think we're you know we're looking at you know twenty uh, sixth of the twenty seventh of November. So this this can't have been easy, you know, just uh, for him to step into the breach, you know, just like that. I mean, I, I don't even know when, you know, Bruce got ill. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's clearly nervous and clearly, uh, um, you know, you know, quite, quite daunted by it. But he makes a, he makes a very good job of it, actually. Oh, here's Anthea. I don't, I don't think she gets to do it well, but she gets to say thank you for a... Uh, Oh, no, actually, she's giving Roy a peck on the cheek. <laughs> Take your time getting better, Bruce. Yeah, and she's she's just saying that Bruce sends his love and he hopes to be back next week, which I, which I think he was. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think this was the only uh, Roy Castle incarnation of a generation game. Oh, she gets to do a twirl. She's in some... Uh, bizarre black sparkly number and uh long maroon skirt which is uh which is bizarre i'm not, i'm no fashion expert what do i know oh let's meet the eight who are going to generate oh god with this sorry mob <laughs> i mean if there's one thing that screams out 1975 it's probably a screenshot of these uh of these four so who have we got first John Wilkinson and Ann Jones. Uh, yeah, John's like going all over the top. He's wearing a horrible mustard um, cardigan and equally horrible mustard yellow shirt, actually. So, um, yeah, for those who don't know, Roy Castle um, was was big news in the 70s and 80s. He was uh, uh, presented the record breakers. He'd also done um, a Doctor Who movie. 
and uh, he was, yeah, generally, you know, generally very well known. Excellent, you know, excellent jazz musician, jazz trumpeter. He used to play the trumpet and uh, was uh, superb at that. And unfortunately, sadly, passed away in I think it was nineteen uh, in the in the early nineties. I, f- I forget what it was. I think it was nineteen ninety four. I could be wrong about that, but uh, yeah, because he used to play in the uh, the old jazz clubs, he would inhale all that smoke. And uh, he d- died of lung cancer, even th- even though he never touched a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like an ad lib. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Roy Roy Castle uh, was going to make notes like Bruce used to do, but uh, he forgot his pen. So uh, make two notes. The second one of which is bring your pen. Yeah, yeah. Roy seems to be, um, yeah, struggling a bit with the um, with the introductions, but and uh, trying to come up with the uh, the jokes. But I, I, I think he copes very, very well, actually. Yes, I, I didn't really get much about John because I was talking all over that. But uh, um, yeah, John was in the Boy Scouts. I think uh, when he met his wife, which is uh, a bit strange, but uh, never mind. You've got three sons, and the only girl in your family, family is a Labrador. Sandy. So John's daughter's. Gosh, she looks very seventies with that outfit. Gosh, it's a bit a bit dated, but uh, yeah, she's got three sons and uh, and a girl Labrador, and John still does not know where to walk. So the second lot have come on, one of which, one of whom has a plaster on his nose. Marjorie and John Lamb. John looks a bit like Tol Rundgren, actually. <laughs> he's, bro- he's broken his nose. So what, what does Marjorie do? So they come all the way from Scotland, have they? Blimey. Husband works for the electricity board, and Marjorie met met her husband when uh, she was in the Wrens. Generating game. Ah, oh, who wrote these jokes? <clears throat> well, apparently, one one, uh, one person that did like uh, Roy Castle's hosting was Kenneth Williams, because he wrote about uh, both Doctor Who and uh, the Generation Game. Apparently it's in his diaries. I've I never I've never properly read it, but I did read a a quick snippet of it uh, before I recorded this today. And um, he said the Doctor Who gets more and more silly, but he was um, full of admiration for Roy Castle. You know, he was thinking maybe uh, maybe he thought that Roy Castle should actually make a permanent replacement for Brucey. I don't know because of course when it came to um when bruce actually left the show in 1977 i think um they were thinking about maybe rehiring roy but i think they decided to go with such a contrast which was larry grayson so i i think it was probably the right choice you know because larry was such a a contrast with uh, with brucey john 
the second John here. Too many Johns here. God, it's a popular name back then. I, mean, you know, I should know. But so, yeah, it could really do with a haircut. Oh, very good. He's training to be an architect. Roy gets right to build a bridge for the new nose. Very good. Yeah, apparently John broke his nose while playing football, uh, which is a bit unfortunate, you know, when you're coming to uh, record a, a show that's going to be seen by millions. And I think at this point, I think it was doing very well with in the ratings. I think, you know, Doctor Who, <clears throat> Doctor Who and the Generation game were kind of like the main attractions for uh, 1975 audiences. Yes, I said the other day, because I did the Year of Space 1999 recording, I'm not sure if they... Uh, um, if, if this went out opposite Space 1999, I'm not sure because, of course, there were different variations in the, uh, in the regions. So I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm, I know it was doing really well. But it's time for the first game. Jan Hunt, who was in, he used to be on Cracker Jack in the 70s. And she does, she does pop up quite a lot on the, uh, what the hell? She used to pop up quite a lot on the Generation game. She does, uh, she does a song on, uh, no, she doesn't do a song. She's in a performance with Philip Maddock in a 1977 edition. God, this is a bit cheesy, isn't it? <laughs> Jan, for some reason, is uh, on a kind of like a made-up veranda. Um, and he's in a flowery dress. A what? <laughs> um, okay. Well, if Kenneth Williams was writing, um, a diary, I think he would have pulled a, a shocked face at this point. You know, that ooh matron face that he used to pull with ever we were shocked. She's saying, she's singing, how'd you like to spoon with me? Um, yeah, okay. Um, I, I'm not going to say one more word about that. Oh, she's getting two spoons from a cleavage of her dress. Is she going to play the spoons? Oh, she's playing the spoons. Sylvester McCoy, eat your heart out. And screaming a lot as well for some, some old reason. So... What, do the contestants have to do the song and dance, or do they just have to play the spoons? I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh! <laughs> what was that? What was that? Oh! At the end. <laughs> I suppose that was meant to be all cutesy and whatever, but... Uh... Well, let's play the spoons there. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, I've had a go at that one. You have? Yes. You've seen our bruises. Yes, I know, I know. Well, I once tried to play those on the Peter. Yes, whatever happened to Jan Hunt? I mean, really don't know. All these, you know, big stars from the 70s and uh, 80s and, you know, they, they just kind of, um, and, you know, you don't really hear from them anymore. Oh, I think they're just going to play the spoons. They're not going to do the whole song and dance bit. Oh, this should be interesting. <laughs> I can't play the spoons to save my life. I mean, I, w I would probably be a complete flop at this game. 
I've got to say. Oh, God, why'd she keep going? Oh! They should have really done the Tommy Cooper spoon jar jar spoon routine. I mean, that would have been... I'm not, I'm not sure if he recorded it by 1975. I'm not sure when it was first broadcast. Oh, my God, even Roy's going... Oh! Oh, how are they going to get on? How's... I forget what um, the, fir- the first John's daughter is called. I forget. But she didn't do too bad. John, Elder John, Mustard, Yellow Cardigan John is not doing very well. Oh, Marjorie's not doing too badly. Yeah. Um, Todd Rundgren John is uh, not doing too badly either. Oh, they've all got to do it now. Oh, my God. Mustard Cardigan John is just like, uh, what? He, he would do like I would do, completely. God, he's... Roy, I, I don't know how Roy, how tall Roy Castle was, but he's he's shorter than all the, all the, all the contestants. You know, he's... Uh, oh, yeah, see, Roy's giving it a go now. Right, so Jan is going to give some scores now. What's she going to do? The lady. Oh, she didn't say what um what her name is. I forgot what her name is. Terrible with names these days. Uh, well, Mustard John has got Mustard Cardigan. John's got five out of ten. <clears throat> Oh, the other two get six out of ten. Oh, they're not doing it each. It's um, it's couples only. So, please stop saying that word. So, John and oh, they, they get, we're going to see the names on the boards. Yeah, John and Anne. Thank you. John has five. John and Anne have five. Marjorie and John have six. So we're on to game two. What was that? Oh my god! Sorry about my voice. <clears throat> game two. Sorry, my voice hasn't been what it was. I don't know whether it's this heat or whether it's uh, um, summer cold going around. I, I, I just can't seem to shake it off. Who are they? Is is game two? If if I can actually say it properly. So you've got five silhouettes of people and you're going to hear five recordings and I think you just basically have to guess who they are. Um, um, I, I don't know how famous they will be these days. Probably not that famous. Uh, well, I've no idea who that is. Um, it's a very old recording. I don't know who that is. Michael Holiday. Perry Como. So who is it? I don't know. Perry Como I've heard of, but uh, I suppose it could be Perry. I don't know. Michael Holiday. I don't know who the hell Michael Holiday is. 
see, you know, I'm an old git, but even I don't know who Michael Holiday is. So uh, John and Marjorie have got uh, the points, but uh, John and Andy not. Uh, Cockney geezer with a hat. I don't know. Who was that? Right. Max Miller. Oh, I, I would have said Max Miller. The bloke from Brighton, say John and Anne. Um, oh, they get a point for that, do they? Do they? Yeah, it is Max Miller. Yeah, it's, it's very easy to say. Oh, I was going to say that. Oh, so very generously, John and Anne get one point. Maybe, you know, maybe Anthea's just in a good mood because, uh, you know, sympathy for Bruce. I have no idea who this is. Somebody with curly hair. Oh, is, is that Kenny Everett? Is that Kenny Everett? Could be. Oh, yeah. John and Marjorie say Kenny Everett. Sam Costa say John and Anne. Uh, I, I don't know. It could, it could be. Uh, let's see who it is. Oh, yeah, I was right. Two points. I suppose three if you, if you if you retroactively count Max Miller. I don't know. Unfortunately, they don't get any points. God, they're not doing very well, aren't they, uh, John and Anne? Who the hell's this? Some old git? I've always been short-tempered. <laughs> Um, some old git is all I could come up with. Gilbert Harding? I don't know. I don't even know who Gilbert Harding is. Somebody from Whitehall. Just not doing well. Oh, oh, it is Gilbert Harding. Oh, well, I don't know who Gilbert Harding is. It's uh, some old git with uh, glasses and a moustache. It just looks a bit like a Tory MP. Who's number five? Who speaks Tailport back in 1975? Again, it's very, very RP, isn't it? Right. Who who is this? Lord Hill. Um, Radio Doctor. I, I don't I don't know who that was. Oh, they finally got one right, have they? Radio Doctor. Lord Hill, the Radio Doctor. So I suspect um, it's going to be. John and Marjorie to get through because I don't think John and Anne did very well. Yep. John and Anne eight. Marjorie and John 16. On the old school board. Mm. Have they get an engraved wine goblet and a tankard? So next up, who have we got? Frida and David Griffiths. 
Natty Beard. So, Frida's from Worcester. It's a mother and son. She's an artist at a porcelain firm of decorators. And he's just done the old China joke. <laughs> oh, awkward. Not quite so old, says David. <laughs> yeah, see, Bruce would have made mincemeat of David, but uh, I, th- I think Roy's struggling a bit. <laughs> God. Oh dear. I, I, I don't think David is in uh, Roy's good books, really. Because some, some of the contestants do try to uh, get a bit too smart. I know there's one which I might do in the future, a uh, review in the future, is... Um, and he's just bizarre. He's... he's uh, he, he just tries to um, overtake the whole kind of um, the whole introduction, you know. He keeps uh, keeps showing off, and uh, and he's clearly thinking it's his own show, and um, and he's clearly annoyed when he when he doesn't get through, you know. Um, but uh, we we'll, we'll might review that in the future. So he's on to David now. Quality control of the source. Oh, he's not going to make. Uh, Oh, it's the sauce joke, is he? Oh, no, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Not the old Italian. That is the worst sauce I've ever tasted. Oh. Yeah, the old ones are the best. The old ones are the best. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> He's he's talking about you know he's uh, he's he and his girlfriend used to go to um, Stratford upon Avon. Uh, oh dear, that's and now they've just split up. And he said, um, "Did she pay you?" And I think I heard the mum go, "You can't say that." <laughs> God, this is awkward. <laughs> they, yeah, they parted on good terms. Yeah, okay. And they're going on about his interests, which was steam organs and traction engines. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I suppose recorded in real time, they were quite. Um, I suppose you get a few awkward moments. Oh, God. Right, final contestants. Alice and David Meredith. Alice in a horrible pea green shirt. David in a leather jacket. God, it must be sweltering under those uh, recording studio lights. Oh, looks like we got another awkward customer. Two Davids. <laughs> you don't want to play the kids with him. <laughs> So, Alice is from Cleethorpes. Originally came from Glasgow. Family moved to Nottingham at 17. <laughs> yeah, like, 
like I said, I, I think Roy, you know, I, I think he copes with it extraordinarily well. Um, you know, it, it just can never be easy, actually, you know, sort of stepping into the breach. Um, but the next time that Bruce was ill, which was on the 20th of November 1976, which was the following year, um, they they just showed an old repeat, which was from um, three years earlier, the 24th of November 1973 one. So um, maybe it just wasn't available, Roy Castle, that time. So, Dave, what's David all about? And you're from Woodthorpe. He's from Woodthorpe. And you met your horrible wife at a party. What? <laughs> met horrible wife at a party? Oh, they always used to do this on the cards. They always used to mix up the uh, the words deliberately. So, he actually met his wife at a horrible party. She's not horrible. Um, he's got two kids. One's on the way, and they put one's in the way. One is on the way. And Roy needs a lie down. So it's going to be another game. What's the next game going to be? Pictures and painters. Yeah. I mean, you could tell that this was recorded in real time because there's so many stumbles and fluffs and uh, missed cues. You know, it's, um, you know, this, this must have been a pretty nerve wracking uh, episode to do. So I think what the, um, what the, Two da- they, yeah, two Davids again, isn't it? You know, David and Frieda and David and I've forgotten her name already. But they have to um, put the um, they've got six famous portraits, and they just have to put the uh, uh, the right name to the right portrait. So I recognise the Mona Lisa. So that's Van Gogh. Uh, I think that looks like a Lowry painting. Um, was that Laughing Cavalier? Is that, oh God, is that Mrs. Madge looking miserable as usual? Picture of a girl with a dog. And some typically jazzy Ronnie Hazelhurst music there. Right, let's see how we did. Right, well, obviously the first one is Leonardo da Vinci. Mona Lisa. Well, that's what um, that's what watching Doctor Who gets you. City of Death, lots and lots of times. Oh, painting number two. And for number two, we put JMW. So the second one is JMW Turner or Canaletto. Canaletto. I thought that was a food. He thinks it was a food. But actually, it's the wedding dance by Bruegel. So I, I certainly would have got that. Number three, Picasso. J. M. W. Turner. Yeah. Oh, I was right. Oh. Yes. Oh, see, I'm I'm not not as stupid as I look or sound. Number four, they put Van Gogh. He's he's got an ear though. Franz Hals. and it is Franz Hals. I, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, I, I I don't really know much about classical art to be honest. I'm, I, you know, I must confess, I'm a little bit uh, stupid. So for number five for Mrs. Madge, they've got Lowry, they've got Anigoni. I, I don't think it is Mrs. Madge actually. Number six, they got Bruegel. Bruegel, have you pronounced it? They got Lowry, and it's not, is it? Because we've had both of those. It's Picasso. 
So, how have they got? I think David and Green shirt. <laughs> Roy just called um, Frieda Fred. David and Fred. <laughs> but the other two, David and Alice, of course. So, what, what have we got next for everyone? What have we got next for you? Oh, very special. Oh, is it Scotty? Oh, this is the... Um, it's a long time since I've seen this one, actually. Um, this is the one with a really miserable haggis maker. Uh, they, they've got to fill a haggis in, like, 45 seconds. But first of all, uh, as you might hear, there's a bagpipe player. And Roy Castle is going to deliver the um, the address before the haggis is uh, sliced open. I think it's a traditional thing in, in Scotland. Yeah, I personally I can't I can't abide haggis. I think I tried it once and I vowed that I would never try it again. Yeah, I, th- I think me yeah me and Alison we went uh, we went we actually went to Edinburgh uh, for an anniversary. Th- yeah, it was actually our first anniversary, so we went away um, to Edinburgh for a, like a you know for a long weekend, and I tried haggis there and it was just oh n- not pleasant, not pleasant. But I thought you know. You know, when in Rome, do as, do as the Romans do. Oh, well, Roy's just given the address. Oh, he, he makes the old uh, gets you there right in the heart and then gets you right in the tummy later. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. I mean, even, even the look of that haggis is just... Yuck! Not appetising. I mean, you wouldn't want to tuck, tuck into that for your tea, would you? So what do you think you're going to have to do then? Five in the haggis. Going to have to stuff the haggis. Yep, I have to stuff the haggis. So let's just uh, let's just have a look at what we're going to do. Oh, here he comes! Here comes old Mister Cheerful. <laughs> This guy is just Ken Smith. He's cool, and even his introduction, he's just looking as miserable as sin. Yeah, hello, Ken. How? I I think he he just got a grunt from Ken there. (laughs) So I mean, that that just looks like a soggy old vest, and um, oh, they've got to fill it full of yeah, it's a sheep's. Oh God, yuck. Yeah, somehow I don't think they'd be doing this today. Because I, I, I suspect people might think this is just a little bit too gross, which which it is, of course. So, yeah, they've basically got to fill this, what looks like an old vest full of uh, full of meat or innards or whatever. Or, ugh, God, I can't even think about it. So Ken is going to demonstrate in his own unique way. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's too impressed by Roy's comments. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 
So you then, fill, yeah, you fill the haggis and then you have to sew it up. I reckon health, health and safety would even be on than for using a, a needle and thread. Oh, in he goes. <laughs> Roy's laugh is. <laughs> so Ken's just sewing it up there. No special technique. Oh dear, he's making a Scottish joke. Oh, oh dear, God. I'll eat you. I'll eat you. <laughs> he actually looks like he means it as well. <laughs> no wonder you, um, Roy's using Fred. I'll have to call her Fred now after you call her Fred. Fred is a shield. Yeah, he, he looks like he's going to clout Roy with the, uh, the finished haggis. Oh, and he's he's got it bang on the um, the required weight because he actually puts it on the uh, scales. Oh, so I suppose old Mister Cheerful's got to come back and do some marking, has he? Will you do some marking? Uh. Oh, right. Roy, Roy's now got to play the bagpipes, <laughs> which I suspect he probably can very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if Brucey could play the uh, the bagpipes. I suspect not. So they've got a minute and a half to fill the fill the haggis while listening to Roy play the bagpipes. Oh, actually, oh, that's not bad. I'm, I'm talking about the bagpipe play, not the uh, not the haggis filling, which looks oh no, not, not not a game I'd like to play. I, I don't know if any of these conti- uh, these contestants are still with us. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about uh, what 40, 46 and a bit years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I suspect the young ones are. I don't know, maybe the older ones are too, I don't know. Very elderly if they are. I suspect old uh, Misery Guts Ken is not. <laughs> Only, like I said before, when I've done these Generation Game commentaries, it can't be easy doing all these tasks when you've got the host kind of, you know, sort of bellowing at you, you know. Or, you know, telling you what to do. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it makes, a, you know, an already difficult task even harder. Oh, no, they finished. Right, oh, Kenny's back. No one's told him a joke yet. Don't think he's too impressed, is he? Ah, the waste. Oh, he's not impressed, is he? This this is David, uh, David, who's just been dumped by his girlfriend or 
split with his girlfriend. So uh, sorry, split with his girlfriend. Four pounds two ounces. Oh, he just chucks the uh, haggis on the table. God, he's a misery. So it's Fred now. A bit better. Oh, that's not bad, yeah. Fred's nearer to the uh, the required weight there, which is pretty good. Oh, he's got four. Yeah, um, David got two and Fred got four. Now it's Alice. Norbass teaching Ava. Sorry about the terrible accent. I, I can't do accents. No, a bit more way out. Three for that. Oh, I'm... <laughs> Just chucks the haggis any old place, and it's just oh my god! Really, would want to get on the wrong side of this guy, you know. If if you were working for him, um, and and you think you you weren't up to par, I mean, you'd be you'd be you'd be getting the sack within you know within minutes, wouldn't you? Another four pounds. What's he going to get? Three points. <laughs> Roy's I, I bet I bet Roy at this stage is thinking, what the hell have I got myself into? Gotta play bagpipes, gotta you know, go on about haggis and gotta try and uh, be friends with some miserable old git. And actually try and be polite to him. Everybody's uh, nobody's applauding. <laughs> There was just real reluctant applause there. <laughs> it's like, bugger off. Uh, so Fred and David eight, and Alice and David at twelve. So bye bye, Fred and David, with your commiserative goblet and tankard, which will be engraved. Hopefully not with uh, filled with haggis. So end game time, which is um, Marjorie and John. Versus Alice and David. So what are they going to do now? Oh, it's an empty stage. That never bodes well. No, well, I would never see a Raw Variety performance because they're not much caught, really. But I think this is, uh, I think this is the juggler guy, isn't it? I, you know, um, his name is, uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, his name is um, Chris Cremo. I think it's Chris Cremo. I think that's how you pronounce it. As uh, yeah, as Roy Castle says, you know he's got excellent dexterity, and what what he does is juggles these kind of like these little kind of um, small. Well, no, I'd, I'd describe them as uh, kind of like large matchboxes, for want of a better word. Chris Cremo, right? Not Chris Cremo, Chris Cremo. But yeah, first, yeah, he's he's excellent juggler. I mean, I'm in awe of anyone that can juggle. I can't even juggle one ball from one hand to the other but this guy just makes it look as easy as anything yeah apparently he was um he was a hit on the then 1975 royal variety performance um i do remember i, th- I think he did come back from when bruce forsyth came back in the 90s i think he came back to do another episode i think uh or was it oh i hope it wasn't uh the unspeakable one davidson he, he might be on that. I, I, I don't know. 
but whatever you know whichever one he came back for I mean he's you know superb here I, I, I think he's still with us I don't know if he still juggles to this day you know I think he's probably probably about um, 70s I would have thought but I mean look at that I mean he's he's getting down you know he's just kind of kneeling down lying on his back and still juggling and just moving around while juggling these balls I mean it's uh, God's incredible Yeah, yeah. This is the the one with the um, the boxes, and what he does is he's got like three, four, yeah, tw- uh, a dozen boxes there, and he's got to keep them all in the straight line, and he takes his hand off while keeping them all upright and not dropping them, which is God, it's, it's astounding, and I don't think they're stuck together with like super glue or anything. I don't know, maybe maybe there's like a hidden kind of. Um, Like a, like a hidden kind of Velcro in each of the box. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the trick. But he's doing it. I mean, if there isn't any Velcro, then, uh, then that's amazing. God, how's he doing that? And I think the contestants have to do this task, which is to uh, get all dozen boxes on uh, in one row while not dropping them. And now he's got three boxes and he's juggling, he's kind of, you know, sort of like doing a mini juggle, um, sort of uh, shuffling them about while keeping them all in the air. You don't really get jugglers on TV anymore, do you? I mean, it's, you certainly don't get, you know, when when I was a kid on, you know, like bank holiday TV at Christmas or Easter or, or just general bank holiday Monday, you get um, a circus as part of the entertainment. Um, I suspect that they won't be able to do that because of, like, you know, certainly not with uh, those poor animals anyway. But no, you certainly don't get any um, televised circuses anymore, which is um, which is a shame. I, I used to quite enjoy, apart from the animal bits, which I always used to find cruel, um, I, I used to find the other bits quite entertaining, you know, like juggling and trapeze and uh, all, all of that. You know, it's great, great fun. No, nowadays, I mean, on bank holiday telly, you know, you just get the same old repeats of, uh, you know, um, Bargain Hunt or Come Dine With Me or, you know, Four in a Bed or whatever, or The Chase. Just no specials whatsoever, no imagination. Meanwhile, while I'm moaning, um, Chris is doing exceedingly well. I don't know how the hell he does that. Oh, I don't think he's finished yet. No, he's going to do more. What's he going to do? Oh, doesn't he do, do like spinning around and then catching the the middle the middle box, or catching any all of the boxes? Actually, God, how does he do that? I, w- I wonder how many takes it actually got to get uh, to get right. I mean, if he if he got this right in the first take, I mean. Seriously impressed, but then you know, of course, he you know must have done it at the Royal Variety. He probably got it, you know, right first time. That's mad. That's absolute madness. It's just chucking the boxes all around, juggling them, throwing them, catching them, not dropping them. 
Amazing. Wow. That is that oh that that is awesome. I mean as someone who has absolutely zero coordination, I'm in awe of anybody that can do that and can make it look quite easy. Yeah, really. Looks a bit like Daryl Hall. I don't know, maybe Daryl Hall just kind of um, did this as a sideline. I don't know. So uh, I, th- I think uh, the uh, our plucky four finalists are going to get to uh, do a bit of juggling or, you know, at least do um, the trick with the boxes. No, yep, here we go. They're suggesting at first that they're going to do the juggling with the balls, uh, spinning around, but no, they're actually going to try and get all dozen boxes in a straight line. Yeah, they're they're kind of like, you know, sort of um, those plastic building blocks that you get. Um, Well, no, they they look like um, the old um, Mr. Video cases that you used to get, actually. Slightly bigger, the, the ones that you probably get in America because they put them in cardboard boxes rather than in uh, an actual video case. So, uh, yeah, we're, go- we're going to be putting together Mr. Video Cases or Blockbuster Video or whatever, you, whatever they are. Yeah, of course, if, uh, if, if Larry Grayson were to do this, he, he would probably try it himself and make a complete pig's ear of it. So, it's David and Annie who are going first. Um, John and Marjorie are going into Bruce's room. <laughs> Roy's fumigating it with an aerosol. Careful of John's hair. <laughs> so, how do they get on with this? So they've David and David and Annie have both uh, both got to do this. Um, now a minute and a half starting from now. Oh, not bad actually. Uh, Annie's got four. David's got three. No drops yet. The, this must be so difficult. I mean, I mean, already they're struggling. Well. Well, Annie is anyway. Um, Dave is not doing too bad. Wow, that's that's pretty good going from David. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, nine. Yeah, he's got nine now. Brilliant. And he's just kind of holding on for dear life the ones that she has got. Oh, David's dropped them. That's that's a jolly good try though. Excellent. Oh, now, David's now having to squat down, trying to try and get back the ones that he dropped. He's he's really not doing too bad at all. Oh, he's dropped them again. Yeah, yeah, and he's still just clinging on for dear life. Oh, time, oh, that's that's very good. I mean, I don't know how. Uh, 
How John and Marjorie are going to beat that, really, I, I, I don't know. Have a laugh. I just hope John doesn't um, like chuck one and chuck one in the air and it lands on his nose. I mean, that'd be a disaster, wouldn't it? He'd have to go straight into A and E again. Oh, here we go. Uh, Marjorie's just like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> oh, no, John's dropped them already. Um, Marjorie's just putting them, she's supposed to hold them parallel, not like one on top of the other. I mean, that's cheating a bit, isn't it? Oh, no, she's dropped them. John's got more of a right ID. He's only got three so far. Yeah, no, Marjorie's going back to balancing on, balancing one on top of the other, which is not the object of the exercise, is it? Cheat! <laughs> uh, I, I don't know whether um, Chris is going to pick up on that. I don't know. But she's she's got them all, so... Just holding on for dear life. And John's now doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, well, they've done it, but uh, whether or not that counts as cheating, I, d I don't know. We'll, we'll soon find out from Chris. Oh, right, yeah, even, even Roy's saying we'll have to find out whether you cheated or not. <laughs> So what's the verdict? Yeah, oh, Chris has said then that they, John and Marjorie, didn't do it the right way. <laughs> 14. 14 for John and Marjorie. So what did David and... 17. So David and Annie are through to qualify for the... Com oh, Alice, David and Alice. Sorry, not David and... A yeah, God. Sorry, sorry. David and Alice. I'm not recording this again. And just whenever I whenever I've said Anne, just think Alice, okay? So off they go. Um, what's that's either a very small handbag or a portable radio, and John's got a briefcase. So off they go. So, David and Alice. Um, David is making Roy look like a midget. <laughs> Bruce would tower over you. So it's the usual, uh, the best of three before one of them can go onto the conveyor belt. First question is, which former Hollywood star recently announced his candidature in next year's American presidential election. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Oh, God, we're talking about Ronald Reagan. Oh, my God. God, we're going back here. Number two, name the capital of Iceland. Reykjavik. Oh, see, even I knew. Uh, well, yeah, even I, even I knew Reykjavik. 
God. Maybe I'm not so bad at geography as I thought I was. But anyway, Alice gets a camera and David is off to the conveyor belt. So I wonder what goodies we got on today. Let's have a look. Yeah, is he there? So, um, this is, this is the conveyor belt bit. For the those that don't know, um, they got 45 seconds to remember as many things as possible. And uh, whatever prizes they remember when they sit down, they take home. What have we got? Log fire. Canteen of cutlery. Two prints. Oh, three champagnes and the magnum. Ooh. And a bottle. No, uh, thing to put them in. Baby seal, Bruce's medicine, percolate and mugs, blanket. A what? Outfit? That's nice. A shaver, isn't it? A box, rotisserie, a cowboy suit. What? Lamp, perfume, clock radio, casserole. Ha- oh god no haggis don't remember the haggis hair curlers box and ashtray which uh, they probably wouldn't um they probably wouldn't have these days so yeah this is the first series where they where the contestant actually gets to sit down on a comfy chair not so comfy when larry takes over but um they also have a countdown clock in the the bottom right hand corner oh dave's not doing too bad Yep, and of course um, you get you get the host egging them on with uh, prizes and cowboy outfit. <laughs> yeah, it can't be easy remembering when you've got Roy going ooh 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 in the background. Yeah, David's doing all right actually. Yeah, remember the medicine. I mean, what is that? I mean, is that? Booze or just um, one long bottle of co- cough mixture. Oh. Didn't he do well? Did he do well? Oh, I, th- I think they say, didn't they do well? Didn't he do well? <laughs> Here, kitty, kitty. That's from, uh, uh, that's from the 24th of November one, 73. So, uh he got 17 prizes. Oh, very good. So that was the generation game. And um, Anthony's about to say thank you. And I, I, th- I think Roy did do well. He Didn't he do well? He did do well. I think he did great. And he gets his own engraved tankard as a special present. But no credits, alas. So in the meantime, thank you for joining me. I uh, hope to be with you very soon for more podcasts. But in the meantime, this is me, John Bensalia, signing off. Goodbye for now.